Welcome to the Iowa Innovation Podcast, powered by Nuboco. This is the show where we talk to leaders in innovation, education, and entrepreneurship. I'm Anthony Betters. And I'm Jess Capdoni. Today's guest is Tiffany O'Donnell, the mayor of Cedar Rapids. Uh, today, we're going to talk about how family inspired her to run for mayor. Yes, and we're going to talk about how the industry and innovation in Cedar Rapids is leaving its mark throughout the world. And whether the city of Cedar Rapids is passing the vibe check. So with that, let's innovate, Iowa. It was odd at first, specifically at City Hall, when people I've known for 20 plus years that work at the city would address me as mayor. And it was weird at first until you realize that it's a boundary. Mm -hmm. And so when they say mayor, I know they're asking me as mayor. I mean, I've worked with some of my colleagues, I mean, years ago, and they're Mm -hmm. good friends of me. You don't live in a town for this long and not have friends that happen to work at City Hall. Yeah. But I've learned to really respect that, as odd as it was at first, because I know when they ask me the question is mayor, my answer needs to be is mayor. Mm. So it is this sort of artificial but really helpful boundary. It gets better when they start curtsying to you. Like each time they bow their head, I and you have, have to speak to them multiple first. times, and that has not happened. Yet. Oh, geez. She's perfected her like wave. I think you should perfect like the queen's wave, and then you should have rules like the queen, where the queen has a purse on one side, and when she's done with one conversation, she moves it to the left. I think you should you should as the communications be like, okay, when Tiffany moves her purse to the left, she's done talking to this person. <laughs> Can we do that? Yeah, yeah. And you have to address them first. I just know all these. I don't know whenever it's time I. Time to go. Yeah, sorry. Like, I just know all these rules about the queen, just in case I ever like walked in London and just happened to see her. No, At least I, I think would, that's I would good. be prepared. You just never know. You never know. Tell us about yourself. Just a oh, simple question. Tell boy. us about yourself. Um, you know, I am an Iowa kid. Grew up in the Quad Cities. Always in student council, which isn't going to surprise anybody. Um, like to be involved. Outspoken. No filter. Mm-hmm. Uh, always sort of found my way into leadership spots. And I think this was just the next logical step, having a lot of ideas about my city. I thought, well, you know, maybe this is everything I've done in my life has sort of led me to this point, whether it be, you know, my work in TV news, advocating for viewers to running women lead change, advocating for women and our allies. Uh, I kind of like everything led me to this spot. And here I am. Nice. Have any kids? I do. I have two daughters. Uh, one is 24 and adulting in downtown Chicago. Adulting, adulting. is terrible. Oh, I hate it. She said to me, she was <laughs> she was telling her 20-year-old sister, my 20-year-old daughter, who was wanting her to go go out or do something and she didn't want to. She's like, um, I'm sorry. I have buy my own food and I have a 401k. So leave me alone. <laughs> I was like, okay, so that's the bar. There we go. She buys her own food and she has a 401k. So yeah. She's doing better than I am. <laughs> hey, she, at least She's very she, proud of that. Yes, That's at, le- at least she is investing. Yeah. I, I'm going to plug a little Miss Finance that was our first. She would be so podcast. proud of your daughter. I know her. She's, she's been a presenter at our Women Lead Change Conference. Nice. She's wonderful. Isn't she amazing? She makes it all very accessible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She makes it look so easy I know. Yeah. for her to be so young. I know. I'm Thank like, you. how do you have so much money saved up? She's smart. Yes. Yes. And I was telling someone the other day, and it's part of why I'm so passionate about accessibility, whether it be taking the mystery out of being mayor or other things, I didn't know what a 401k was. Mm. Like, Mm -hmm. I didn't grow up knowing what a 401k was. Mm -hmm. Um, So I didn't really have that foundation. And it wasn't until I had my first job and the HR gal said, so what do you want to put away? And I had no idea. And she said, well, no, really, you should put some away. And I think back to that 
Had I not had that advice from a complete stranger, I would have no money of my own. Oh, wow. wow. But I mean, you don't know what you don't know, right? True. So I think there's a lot of stuff, even being mayor, you know, the more, the more you can just, I don't know, make these positions, make, you know, things accessible to more people, I think the better place will be. No, I agree fully. I mean, until I move, because I'll let you know this, I'm from Waco, Texas originally. So when I moved here and started like my first big boy job per se, like I had no idea about like what investing was, right? Yeah. Even though this isn't a podcast about investing, uh, but <laughs> we did uh, kind of go more into detail about okay, hey, you know, Roth IRA, four hundred one k, and all this stuff, right? But I didn't have any of that information coming from my hometown to coming here. Yeah, right? I believe and it. And so yeah. can we kind of talk about, because I know that you have your two daughters, right? Yes. And do they both live here in Cedar Rapids? Yeah. No, the oldest uh, went to college in Vermont. So she left. She went to Cedar Rapids, Washington, and then went off to University of Vermont and graduated two years ago. So she's living now in downtown Chicago. So okay. we love having her a little bit closer. And then my youngest, who, again, was also a WASH grad, uh, went to is at Indiana University in Bloomington. Mm. So she just finished her second year. So she'll oh, be a junior, nice. and she's in the media school. She's a journalism major. Oh, so lovely. I mean, Following somebody's footsteps. Yeah. Watch for things uh, to come from her. Oh, so that must be so nice. It's very fun, and yeah. it's a great major. She just doesn't want to do what I did as a profession. Um, but it's such a great major. Mm-hmm. I mean, I always say I'd hire journalism majors all day. Good yeah. writers understand details. I was a journalism you major. Were? I See? was. That was a big like. Well, <laughs> I mean, a big, it's huh. a, I feel like your daughter would understand. It's just like it's a lot of writing um, yes. and a lot of just yeah fact checking and everything. And you evolve after like you know your first year. You think you know what goes into writing a news article, and then like it just ch- flips it on its head. But mm-hmm. I'm just giving a big huff because like I can't. F- for me, I just remember all those <laughs> the hard work of being a journalism major, and I couldn't do it again. So I always just have you know. I always look at those students going, hey, you'll get through it. I promise. Okay, it's all so worth it. We're not going to have my daughter listen to this podcast. We'll leave. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm sure I'm she teasing. would understand. I'm she sure actually, be like, would. actually would. But, you know, here's the other thing that I find, even in any job that I've had, too, the ability to tell a story and mm. communicate a story. Right. I mean, I look now at the most successful CEOs and leaders I know. They get an idea across because they understand the power of the story yeah. for sure and it's certainly my way at women lead change and getting our brand out there and what we do sharing our mission and then now as mayor i mean you've got to be able to communicate a story yeah I, and then even when you would like kind of go into detail about like your story mm-hmm. um of course i revert back and talk about your daughters because i have a story of myself of uh why i left my hometown yes uh, in the sense of moving to cedar rapids how on uh, earth Yes. And so, I mean, of course, I know you can't speak on your daughters in the sense of maybe like why they left and potentially will they come back. Right. But I can I guess I can kind of start and then I'll let you kind of tell me what you think about your daughters in the sense of if they kind of move back. And so me growing up in the um, city of Waco, Waco, Texas, I don't know if you know anything about Waco, Texas. Um, and I remember like I was trying to get a job in city of Waco and I just couldn't get a job. It was more so that I didn't have internships and some for the reasons I'd have the qualifications, right? But I had the connections uh, to potentially get a job, but I just didn't. Um, and so I ended up moving to Cedar Rapids, Iowa because I had the opportunity to. And my parents were like, hey, go ahead and take that leap of faith because you can always come back, right? Mm-hmm. Even though that we've been here for our whole lives, there's, there's always that good opportunity to be able to leave and come back. Mm-hmm. And so could you kind of tell me like your thoughts of, 
um, maybe somebody that, like, I guess you can talk about young people that are here in the sense of them maybe staying here and then leaving and coming back, or the potential of them maybe leaving and seeing Cedar Rapids as not being like this big bustling city mm -hmm. and not wanting to come back. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you asked that because it really was the catalyst for me to run for mayor. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just, I wanted Cedar Rapids to be a place where my kids would want to come home to because my husband and I, I mean, he's from here. I grew up not far from here. Um, but we, when we moved back, we met a lot of people just like us that mm -hmm. we too had left for a while and started our family in Texas. And had I had a chance to come back here and we just jumped at it because we knew we wanted to raise our kids here. Mm -hmm. And it's just interesting. I mean, in the first six months, we made better friends here than we made in almost three years in Dallas. And, yeah. you know, people are here on purpose. So, you know, we're intentional. We can invest in our friends because, again, we share that in common. We, we, we're here not because of the weather. You know, right. We're here because we, we really <laughs> love being here. True. Yes, you would understand <laughs> coming from Waco. Um, but I think, you know, everybody wants the same thing, whether you're living here and want to stay here or whether you're away and you want to come back. And it's not rocket science. I mean, you've got to be a cool city mm -hmm. with a vibe that has something for a lot of different types of people and a lot of different ages. Got to pass that vibe check. You've got, I, I say, I need a minister, I need a minister of vibe. And yeah. I'm, I'm not kidding. <laughs> There's something to be said about that. But everybody wants, you know, to feel that vibe, um, whether it's, you know, things to do on the weekend or just mm -hmm. even culturally, you know, who we are. Um, and then you got to have opportunities for them. Mm -hmm. right. And places they can afford to live. I mean, this is not, honestly, like I said, I say it's not rocket science. And it's obviously more complex than that. But give me something to do. Give me a shot at a really great job and a career. And help me get a house. Mm -hmm. I mean, those are things that whether you're, you live here and you're staying here or you've moved away, we got to have all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. That yeah. is like an, an amazing mom move. Like something that I feel like if my mom knew she could do that, she would. Where it's like, I want my daughter's or, you know, my children to stay where I am at. So I'm going to run for mayor because that, <laughs> just, you know, just, back. yeah, I, I love that. That is something that I feel like all parents can relate to is like, I want my kids to stay in the city that I love and that they grew up in. And I, I do. Yeah. And, you know, even more than that, I want to live here forever. And mm -hmm. I, I know this enough about myself, wherever my kids are, that's where I'm going to be. Yeah. Mm. And I started to see my friends' kids leaving and my friends were following them. So when I say we've got to have stuff for everybody, I really mean it. It's like selfishly, I'm talking about myself too. Mm -hmm. You know, I want my kids to come back here because, you know, I want them to, to raise kids the way we were able to raise them. And I want to be a part of that. Right. So, you know, I will tell you, I ran for mayor when they were largely away, you know, both of them out of school already. Mm -hmm. I, I, I can't really speak for them, but I don't think it was their favorite experience right. watching their mom run for mayor. <laughs> I really don't. Why do you, you think so? Yeah. It, you know, it's true when people say it's harder on your loved ones mm -hmm. because, you know, I hear from, I, I hear the good and the bad all day. They just, they heard a lot of the bad, yeah. you know, and I think it's hard when, you know, anybody, whether it's a close friend or family member. So they, um, they understood how badly I wanted this and, and watched it, you know, it, takes a toll on you yeah especially when you've never done it before mm -hmm. i mean right. next time it'll be easier because i've done it mm -hmm. but you know it was so different next time so new oh yeah oh i, know. I got it you hear it here first <laughs> on iowa innovation yeah. four years is just not <laughs> enough time i mean we got i feel like if i hadn't if i haven't started a project right now it's going to be really hard to see it be done so mm -hmm. right um, luckily it is four years though some some mayors only have two-year terms which i can't 
I can't imagine. Yeah, we learned that with Iowa City because we we kind of went into that podcast thinking, oh, it was like a longer term. It was four years. And she said it was it was two. Yeah. This mm-hmm. is that you this just can't great. do anything in two years. You really can't. You really can't. This this gives you an opportunity to really dig in and, and take some chances mm-hmm. too. take some chances, succeed in some ways, fail in others and still have time to regroup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you don't mind, oh, yeah. we, we go ahead and hop on. Yeah. Uh, we have a couple questions that we would just like to pinpoint sure. uh, to you. And so, of course, you talked about in your state of city address about the importance of maintaining and retaining employees in downtown businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like a been like a huge investment in the flood protection downtown as well. So why is downtown Cedar Rapids such a key part of your economic strategy as mayor? You know, it's it's the heart of the city. Mm-hmm. It's the core. And to use the apple analogy, you can't have a rotten core mm-hmm. or the rest of it really, really falls apart. We need to coin that. That's good. Yeah, it's I've never heard core. that. It's a core. Um, <laughs> you can't have a rotten core. And so, um, you know, I look at any vibrant city on the move and you have a healthy, vibrant city center. Okay. And that's really it's certainly not the be all end all. It is a key component and maybe it is the key component. And and where we are, too, we have such an opportunity that we've yet to really ever take advantage of. And that's the river. You know, we have such incredible opportunities there. So how lucky we are when you think about it, that we actually have that amenity that's relatively untapped. And so when you mean untapped, like what? Like by the river, what do you mean by that? Yeah, I mean, I I, I joke businesses. I joke and say. Honestly, success for me, one of the measurements of success for me after this first four years is to have a glass of wine along the river. Amen. We have a beautiful, beautiful river and a riverbank. We've Mm -hmm. got a greenway. Um, You know, restaurants can't be on the greenway, but on the east side of the the river, for example, we'll have removable flood walls. Mm -hmm. So you will be able to have restaurants with outdoor seating overlooking the Cedar River. That How? is good to know. I mean, first good. and first. Well, you'll be able to, Big Grove, you'll be able to have a, <laughs> so your the rooftop? favorite. Absolutely. They're going to have a rooftop? They're going to have a rooftop. Oh, yes. that's a game changer. I mean, but that's something. <laughs> you that, should see Anthony's eyes. <laughs> I know. Eyes I'm all about huge. rooftops. <laughs> Anthony perked yes. up. <laughs> and a brewery. How about that? Uh, I mean, hey. yeah. It's great. It's, it's magical. So um, we just have this huge opportunity. And this is the time for us to really lean into that. Mm-hmm. You know, what we've spent, a, it'll be a billion dollars on flood protection mm-hmm. by the, when all is said and done. And the reason why that's so important, not just for the obvious reasons, but it gives you an idea of the distraction that that has been for our city in mm-hmm. terms of moving forward. We're doing a downtown vision plan with these incredible people out of Denver. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just continue to say how refreshing it is to be at this point as a city where we can talk about moving forward mm-hmm. we don't our, our, i mean public safety is always a challenge believe me we have challenges here in our city that are nothing like the challenges that comparable cities are facing yeah. right now we seem to have a once in a lifetime storm every year we like, do yeah we have the storms and but i mean we just really are able to focus mm-hmm. on things that move us forward right now and that yeah. hasn't always been the case i agree right. i was um i think you obviously were still in Texas right with the flood but I remember I was in middle school when that happened and just like seeing like I was downtown I think prior to the flood like like obviously correct me if I'm wrong but I don't think the downtown was that exciting like it wasn't exciting to go downtown I remember the IMAX and I think we should bring the IMAX back and I, I really want to put a campaign out there if we bring the IMAX back because I loved that thing uh which is like you know the 380 yeah, that's not, the one, yeah. With, that's not the one with the seats like where it vibrates and no, stuff. Like, no, no. Oh, okay. But that that's, would be that's cool. That's Disney World. Yeah. 
<laughs> but that <laughs> I would go to that. I would go to that. But yeah. um, I just remember that it was their IMAX, and then there was like Theater Cedar Rapids, and yeah. maybe some other things. So that was like only little, but I. I think like the what I love is now is that there was I kind of watched downtown become more accessible and like people like I work at Theater Cedar Rapids and I love coming downtown when there's like obviously uh, a lot of people because there's something going on at the main um, event center and then there's like you know oh gosh parties happen down at Nubo District all the time like the Rock the Block and then mm -hmm. TCR has something going on mm -hmm. and I love that feeling so I always the flood is a horrible disaster, but I think one thing it did was kind of like bring our city kind of focus on what really matters in the middle of the heart of the city. Mm -hmm. um, but I also think that it, that kind of like it, I mean, over 10 years ago, which is insane. Yeah. Um, but that it's still kind of raw for people. There's still that kind of scare. Like when it rains for mm. longer than a week, you're like, Oh, yeah. and then yes. we have the derecho. Then we have those, you know, feelings from from that too. We've oh been my through gosh. a lot. Oh, we have but been. honestly, both of those things though. When I tell the Cedar Rapids story, both of those catastrophic events really turned into an opportunity for us. When Absolutely. you look at, you were alluding to this about downtown. You know, that was a real opportunity for us to reimagine who we wanted to be when we grew up, mm -hmm. right. you know, because we had an influx of federal dollars mm -hmm. for recovery, um, not unlike derecho where you get an influx of support where you can say, you know what, if, if we were to rebuild, you know, what would we look like now? I think it's also important as somebody who's all about innovation and, and moving forward, it's critical as a city with the rich history that we have to talk about what endures, mm -hmm. you know, it's this delicate balance between what endures and what innovates. Mm. And I think about our downtown, you know, the reason I think, you know, Nubo can be so interesting is because they have, you know, the facades, the original facades on the buildings. Mm -hmm. And if I could go back in time, I mean, I know why they covered up facades in downtown in the 80s or whatever. I get that was a yeah. movement and all that. But wow, imagine, you know, if we had those facades back. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So really, I think we have to be really careful to make that distinction. What's mm -hmm. going to endure and then what are how are we going to innovate? But I I think we're on the on the cusp of that. Yeah, I really do. And even like whenever you touch about, of course, talking about Nubo, um, and then you can kind of talk about, of course, you're one of the catalysts on even getting the Nubo City Marketplace up and going. Yeah, right. I, I yeah, I happened into that. Believe me. Yeah. So could I you explain more sure. of like how and why? you thought and the committee yeah. thought that that would be the best fit for, for Cedar sure. Rapids? For sure. And again, I think it's a great example of, you know, people who move to Cedar Rapids, and I hope we get those those transplants from places like Waco, Texas, that they don't have to be Texas. here very long mm -hmm. to understand they can have a real impact. I mean, right. I'm not from here. I mean, I'm not, I, I'm, I'm a transplant. I think it's so funny because all three of us are not from Cedar Rapids, but we love it so much. And I think, True. but I think part of that, if you're like me, you I would say I'm not here for my health. I'm actually here to have an impact. Mm -hmm. And and my my volunteering at the Dubo City Market is exactly that. I ran into someone in the grocery store and said, I heard about this idea that you all had. It was in the paper, the gals that sat around the table, the original Aww, gals. And I yeah. said, I heard about this. It's really cool. I'd like a mobile food truck to go into neighborhoods with fresh food, whatever. And she looked at me and she said, okay. You need to be a part of this, mm -hmm. which you got to be careful in Cedar Rapids, by oh, the yes. way. You give somebody an idea, they get ready for the committee. Get ready for the committee. <laughs> yeah, right. there's, a, yeah, there's always a committee. For, get ready. And that's how it happened. And so that was really my first exposure to a project that was so popular mm -hmm. that it had support at the local, at the regional, mm -hmm. at the state, and at the federal level. And that thing, everyone knew that that would be 
catalyst for growth. Nice. And so raising the money to do that, um, it's never it was never easier to raise money, honestly, mm-hmm. public and private. And look how that's turned out. Mm-hmm. It really lived up to that. It definitely has. Um, I don't know about you, Jessica, but I do go there quite often on the weekends, I'm especially so during the summertime. Yeah. You know, uh, taking the family there, just going to all the different vendors, or even just experiencing the different events that they have out there. Yeah. Um, and we're going to have 800 awesome. new units, by the way. 800 new units um, out built there this year. Where? So that, in Nubo. In the, the marketplace? The Watts groups, the Watts group okay. behind Geonetric, you've got two big buildings, literally between... Um, oh, you're talking about those units. Oh, the gotcha, apartments. Gotcha, those apartments. 800 new apartments. So yeah, I'm moving into one. Are hopefully. you? Yeah, Good yeah. You. But I mean, you think about that kind of growth, and that's... You know, we want 15-minute neighborhoods in Cedar Rapids. Mm-hmm. We want everything accessible, should you choose, within a walk or a bike. Right. And Nubo, you can actually visualize that. Mm-hmm. And I think you've also heard, you know, one of the things I, I champion a lot is our, our dog parks, community yeah. gathering spaces that happen to be dog parks. I mean, there are all kinds of ways we can gather. I just, when I think about my friends who live in Nubo, everyone has a dog. My kids are out of school, so when I bring my dog places, I meet people so much easier. Right. I'm terrible with names. But I can remember dogs' yeah. names. It's like having a little baby. It's t- I know, yeah. and you I know? feel I shouldn't admit that, but I can remember <laughs> dogs' names better. It's not well, very politician-like of me. Right. Dogs well, are cuter. Sometimes, sometimes they are. But yeah. um, that type of community feeling mm-hmm. is alive in Nubo, and I tell you, it's also happening in Kingston Village. Yeah. I mean, you're really starting to see all of that. Yeah. Take shape. Could you like, explain? Because I'm not sure if like how. Could you explain a little bit more about that? About Kingston? Yeah. So you're starting to see down at first and first is probably the, the most visible example, the most recent, of that. Big Grove Brewery yeah. in the Pickle Palace. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's mixed use housing there. So you'll see opportunities for storefronts on the first floor with mm-hmm. apartments above. And then an, a, a hotel, okay. which is something, honestly, I learned in this role. If we want to attract you know, more conferences and more exposure. We got to have hotels, guys. Right. I didn't realize this. There is a threshold um, for a certain number of hotel rooms. And so we're working on getting even more hotels. But you'll have a hotel there, and um, it just adds on to the work that other Mm -hmm. developers have already begun there um, in Kingston Village. So, yeah, it's it's all happening. Housing, shops. So you said with, like, downtown and growing, like, the new boat, the lofts, and and so... With our keeping in mind like transportation, like bike lanes, making it very like a walkable city, as well as with young people coming in, affordable housing is a big must, mm-hmm. especially with young people. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah. yeah. So I was just wondering, like, what was your plans on that? It is huge, and you know, I think it's important to point out that when we talk about affordable housing, because it is it a prior, it is a priority of the council too, and we have a certain goal of how many housing units we need, and mm-hmm. we still need thousands. It's not just, you know, that the, the Section 8 housing, the housing assistance. It's exactly what you just said. It's for young people, people new into the workforce, you know, first-time job seekers mm-hmm. that might make, you could make fifty or $60,000 and maybe have some debt, college mm-hmm. debt yeah. or otherwise. Yeah, you're living and good. And it's really hard. You know, oh, yes. you got to find that. It, and they call <laughs> that, but they call that the the... The, the missing middle, mm. the missing middle of housing, because mm-hmm. you you make too much yeah. to have that, you know, classified, affordable, but you don't make enough to get the market. Yeah, no, I had the conversation this weekend. And that's you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's that's the people that we keep saying we want to come back. Mm-hmm. We got to have that missing 
middle housing. Definitely. It sounds like unspoken truth, like with young people is debt, college debt, yeah. university debt, having, um, yeah. And then on top of that, like car, like food, all of that is always so expensive. I feel like now, no matter where you are, it, it becomes yeah. kind of, it's hard. So I appreciate you answering that. So thank you. Yeah. And I had, I mean, it was, I, I met a gal that uh, had moved to town not long ago and she had to actually push her move in date three weeks because the only place she could find wasn't that wasn't available she made too much mm -hmm. for by the way some of the coolest apartments she was like i found this really yeah. cool apartment that had laundry and everything but i was gonna make too much money been there and yeah you have yeah like when i first moved here it was kind of rough it was kind of rough trying to find um the best apartment for myself that i thought like looked cool yeah. you know yeah. uh, but then of course you'll call up like nope you make too much money. Uh, but I was blessed enough to be able to move into a great unit that nobody's moved into. And even uh, kind of what we talked about the derecho, even after derecho happened and kind of messed up my apartment complex, I still uh, was able to find another great apartment. So there are good apartments out there for uh, each tax bracket. Uh, but it is that little thin line of like, okay, like you're in that middle income of actually yeah. trying to find um, a yeah. good place to move into. And it's a good living. I mean, last I checked, fifty or sixty thousand dollars a year is a pretty good salary. Oh, I, yeah, good. that would be great. Yeah. It would be. <laughs> Love it. But I mean, that <laughs> that just really though amplifies that point though that mm -hmm. that's a tough that's a tough salary for sure. Yeah. Well, I talking on the heels of young people. I know young people love social media. I know I do as uh, someone who runs a lot of social media accounts for a lot of organizations in the city. So I was wondering. Um, you said. That as mayor, you often get on Facebook and other social media channels and interact directly with people who have who leave comments. And mm -hmm. why is that interaction important to you? Oh, gosh, it's so important. It's a little bit like door knocking. <laughs> you know, there's real mm -hmm. method to that. I'm during the campaign. I met so many people uh, and uh, that I would have never met before. And a handful of them, honestly, I call them subject matter experts. And I, that's exactly how Facebook, for example, has really played out for me. I mean, I, example, just last week. Um, I went to the VFW off 33rd because a veteran had put something out there. He was kind of throwing me shade. It's kind of funny. We laughed about it later. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he said something about, well, let's see if she'd come to the VFW. And I'm like, hey. Who showed up? I'd love to oh, be there. Oh, come on. Uh, but, I mean, that would have never happened. And Kevin and I are friends and Aww. made a lot of friends that night. And I just, for me, it really is sort of the, you know, way to Sliding get to people. It, it's not always easy to not respond. Oh yeah. I mean, I if if I had a nickel for every time I wrote and erased, it happens <laughs> a lot. Hey, it's like this. We've sometimes. all done that where we've like written something out and then we like backspaced <sighs> it. <laughs> We're like, oh no, probably yes. not but, delete it. But I would say that I forgot what I had posted. You had you had liked it and commented, and I had I don't know how many people. Did the mayor oh. just like it? Comment your <laughs> Facebook post. What was it? I wonder. I do not remember. Wow. I, I don't remember. I think it was just uh, maybe two or three weeks ago. Interesting. But yeah, I feel okay. so popular, oh, and I appreciate yeah. you for that. Do your so daughters sad. teach you about social media? Are they like, oh, mom, you you can't tweet that, or you can't say? Oh, all the time. And I'm just the dorkiest. Like oh, if I you ask them, like, don't use that emoji. Like, oh, mom, that's extra. That's you know. extra. You're so extra. I that guess. is the word of yeah, the I'm year. extra. That's yeah. not That's the right. vibe. You're doing too much. I'm, yeah. I'm too extra. <laughs> so they're essentially they're they're definitely not on Facebook. Uh, you know they're yeah. definitely not on that. But they do the Instagram and give like put the article in front of it. The Instagram and the, the yeah they do the Instagram and the Snapchat <laughs> the tweet the tweets the, the Twitter. Twitter. Now I got <laughs> off Twitter. I got to tell you I got off Twitter. That yeah. that was just 
toxic. Like it didn't matter what I put out there. It, I mean, it could have been the greatest thing giving everybody a million dollars in the world. And I mean, it would, that would have, that would have turned out to be the devil. Yes. That's a different audience. It really is. So I just, I kind of stopped doing that. Mm. But to your point, even about like Facebook, um, I go to Facebook to look at different events. And even when I first moved to Cedar Rapids, I was always looking up just to different networking events, uh, potentially of what the Economic Alliance was putting on. Yes, yes. Um, or things of that nature, even about the different things that are happening within the startup community. And so I can't remember the name off top, but I remember um, that, oh, man, I can't remember the name of it. But either... Anyways, it was about three vendors that were um, applying to get money to have their space downtown, right? Yes, uh, race and for the so, space. Race yes, for the, for the space. race for the space. Yeah. And so with that, uh, could you kind of elaborate, but like, how are small businesses and startups critical to the Cedar oh, Rapids economy? They are, you know, when it, when it all boils down to it. They are our identity. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at the companies that started here, some smaller than others, but, you know, the Collins of the world, the little drugstore products. I mean, we've got global companies that got their start here. And it's it's a part of our identity in that we are a very entrepreneurial, independent city. Mm-hmm. And in my work at Women Lead Change, I get to travel all across the state. And people would ask me about, you know, sort of the personalities of the different cities. And I would always describe, you know, Des Moines as, as insurance, you know, transient, you know, just just a very different, more corporate vibe. Mm-hmm. Cedar Rapids is entrepreneurial. We mm-hmm. build stuff. We grow stuff. We're very independent. And that all comes from, you know, when, when creating stuff is in your DNA, um, you know, we need to own that and not just own it, but lean, lean into that. Own it. Own it. That sounds like something familiar. Sounds familiar. There may or may not be a podcast that Uh, I host called Own It. But that was uh, an amazing plug. I mean, (laughs) yes. But it really, I mean, we know that 80% of our growth comes from existing companies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I know the city has been really intentional. And I think over the last couple of years, been in in and out of 60 different companies um, trying to find out ways that we can support their growth. We always want new industry. That's great. Mm -hmm. We like new business. Mm -hmm. And we get giddy. When yeah. we have, you know, companies like Altor for um, want to expand. Little oh. Drug was one of those, too, that they chose to grow here. Yeah. Well, I was thinking, like, with the Collins, it's so funny because I grew up, I was born in Scotland, and I um, immigrated here and got my, oh, my goodness, my citizenship when I was about 16. Oh, wow. I want to say 16. Shout out to Sean for starting that application process because I would have never done it. I would have never passed the test <laughs> if I had waited. The Sean. This my, is the Sean. This is my dad, Sean dad Abdoni. Sean, oh, Sean Abdoni yes. grew up we in. Talk about off. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sean Abdoni grew up in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and his family moved to Scotland and when he was about 10 years old. And then he decided to do the exact same thing with his kids and move us he- to Iowa because he wanted to experience his kids having his like the American backyard and like you know white picket fence and he moved us here to Cedar Rapids without any jobs and they know like education they graduated school when they were 16 when I say no education they're very educated people <laughs> but I'm saying they when and they, they came they, here though yeah, yeah they, they didn't have a de- fresh they didn't have a university degree and, and you know built up so it's amazing that Cedar Rapids has those opportunities but what I was saying was that with Rockwell Collins and how that's Cedar Rapids um like Rockwell Collins is everywhere but I noticed I went back over the summer and I we were driving and I remember we were going to go visit my grandparents house and there was Rockwell Collins right like almost like 10 minutes away from my grandparents house and 
Scotland, which is crazy. Wow. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, it's following me everywhere. It is. <laughs> I mean, but I just thought that was. It, and we have actually, and I wish I had, you could see this, you can't see this here in a podcast form, but I would say it's 20 plus multinational companies in Cedar Rapids. Wow. I mean, we are a global city. Um, so, I mean, anytime we can grow stuff here, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's again, it's important not only for our economy, it's important because it's our identity. Right. So how has like in the innovative spirit of Cedar Rapids like impacted the world? Oh gosh. I mean, we could go back to the Wright brothers who spent time here. What? By the way. Uh, yes. Those, those guys that I didn't learn that built the airplane. Yes. The Wright brothers spent time here. Um, NASA built the, um, was involved in the Apollo flight, Okay, putting a man on the moon. That was Collins. Um, you know, we have all kinds of, you know, we, I always say there's always an Iowa connection. Mm. Um, yeah, we've done some pretty amazing stuff. All of the frosting in the world comes out of General Mills. I think is it gushers? Did or you say the world? In the world. How'd you like to be that engineer? Friend well, of mine. Seriously. Yes, I met her and she's like, oh yeah, my kids think I'm the coolest. No, I would, <laughs> so I would actually like to be on the sales side of that. Oh, yeah. if you ever, I mean, you want a cool tour. I mean, tour that, that I facility. I would love it's to. It's fascinating. And I think it's gushers or the fruit. Fruit roll-ups. roll-ups. Fruit roll-ups. All out oh, It's of always here. a good day when they're making Crunch Barrier fruit roll-ups. And then the here bathroom. you've got... Quaker, you've got the oatmeal. Yeah. I mean, we are, by the way, the largest corn processing city in the world. Wow. Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Wow. I mean, it. we matter. And it's not just, again, we've got bioprocessing and food processing, but now we're, we're aerospace and defense, not just Collins, but British Aerospace, BAE. You see them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because of where we're located geographically, CRST. I mean, I have friends from other states that I'll say, you know, those CRST, they're like, you know those people? Like, yeah, we know those people. That's out of Cedar Rapids. And and the warehousing, because, again, where we're located so centrally in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we've got the other thing that's that's emerging for Cedar Rapids is this thing called the circular economy, which means that companies are attracted by our byproducts. Okay. So the waste that some of our industries put out are repurposed. Oh, okay. waste out of international paper, for example. So Mount um, Trashmore is actually going to use. Well, I think that one's far gone. Oh, That's okay, never mind. My bad. But I mean, <laughs> companies that are putting out waste in real time, there are industries that rely on that and use it. Wow. And are because of our manufacturing, we are really attractive to those companies. That's okay. interesting. I, I had know. no idea about that. From a sustainability standpoint, it's it really puts us on the map. I was gonna say, yeah. Wow. And then, so of course, like we're talking about businesses and all the corporations that started here in Cedar Rapids. So not to go back and talk about anything depressing, yeah. uh, depressing, but talking about the pandemic, how is the city addressing the shortage of workers caused by the pandemic? Yeah. Did you go in detail about that? And, and you know, we are not unlike so many cities across the country. Yeah. I get to talk with mayors from all over the country and we have some of the same, same interest, same issues and workforce is one of them. We need to be really intentional about bringing people here. I think it's one thing to keep nodding our heads and saying, yeah, workforce is a problem, workforce is a problem. I'm of the mind that if you measure it, it matters. And so you'll be hearing shortly uh, about an initiative, a growth initiative, that we're going to actually put a goal on it. Um, We're right now um, heading out, checking across the country to find out how we are viewed. Okay. Sometimes we found out, when when we did this for business, people who knew of us liked us, but most people didn't know us. Right. So we're going to actually dig in to how we're viewed 
mm. in across the country and then identify ways that we can recruit people. And what we found too, are a lot of those boomerang kids mm-hmm. go after those people. When I say there's always an Iowa connection, that means they left. Yes. So how do we find those Iowa connections bring back. to bring them back? Yeah. But we're going to put a number on it. And it's not just Cedar Rapids. That's work that um, I'm working with um, the mayors of Hiawatha and Marion on that too. So, so it's funny because when you talk about the connection, even just about people knowing about Iowa and also Cedar Rapids, when I was in Texas and I was telling people, yes, I'm moving to Iowa. I'm moving to Iowa. I'm moving to Iowa. Oh, you're moving to Ohio? You're moving to oh Idaho? That's Potatoes, so funny right? you I'm said like, that. No. No, no, that's so funny you said that because I remember my mom always tells the story was that when we went through um, uh, immigration, they were like, oh, where are you going? Iowa. Where's that? And you thought it was, he said Ohio. He thought we said Ohio. And he was Always. like, we're going, yeah, we're going to Iowa. Oh, Ohio. You want to go? I was like, yes. oh, no. What? no, Iowa. Sorry. No. Well, no, we're working good. on that. Mm-hmm. We're working on that. And I, again, yeah, if we don't measure it, it doesn't matter. And so you will see some very intentional goals um, over the next decade to bring people here. For sure. Well, we I know about it because we know about innovative and uh, with Nuboco and bring helping with startups, small business and tech education. So, I mean, that's a good plug for us, too. I mean, I thought that was really well. But I want to ask our final question. Can you give an example of a successful collaboration and innovation between the city and a private industry in Cedar Rapids? Dun, dun, dun. Mm, I will say, honestly, just off the top of my head, probably one of the biggest and most fun is ConnectCR. Okay. So mm. Connect CR, as you know, is the the bike trail system yes. and the Lightline Bridge. Uh, that is only funded publicly by about a third of the money for is coming from the city, and the rest of it is is private. Okay. So so quick question about it. Yeah. Do you ride bikes? I, why'd you do you such a weird way? <laughs> I do ride a bike. Do you own a bike? (laughs) I do own a bike. I have a follow-up question with that. I do own a bike. What about do you ride 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 in Ragbri? No, I don't. I've never done it before. I've covered it as a reporter and I've had a ball. That's okay because I've never looked at Ragbri and thought, oh, I want to do that. Oh, I think it would be a hoot though. Really? But I don't want to do the tent. Yeah. I don't want to do that. And I don't know how they play so hard Mm -hmm. and then get up and bike in the hey, heat man, the they, next day. That is the craziest that. part. It is. This is a special kind of cat. <laughs> how do you do that. party so hard and I, your legs are still pumping? I don't know. That's how. what I want to know. I I've don't never know. looked at it and gone, I want I want to, like, because the summer heat, that's what gets me. If they did it maybe in the fall, but in the dead of summer, I just look at it and going, oh my God, I couldn't do it. Okay, so here's the thing. We have two, when I say I want to have a glass of wine on the river, I actually have had drinks on the water. Mm-hmm. And that has been the sag wagon. Okay. Oh, yeah. Via bike. And it's been the shack via bike. Oh, shack okay. Tavern? Shack. Oh. Yes, the Shack Tavern. Yes. Right there on the water. I mm-hmm. mean, and that's all accessible by the trail. I have talked about the dog park and dogs. Like, I, I've got a little attachment for the end of my bike for my dog. Because I know, yeah. Because, like, you can't go on a bike. Well, I think you can with the, but I, you you want to make sure that you're in the safety of other bikes. And so I, I'm going to put Archie in the back of attached. Like, you know, with the kids... You have kids and yes. you're biking along the back. Oh, okay. Put an Archie so in that and like buckle them up and then we're, we're going to go biking. Okay, summer. so you need <laughs> to... Get a little mini fan. Check out the Cedar Rapids Tourism, the latest the latest. Oh, um, I love their book account. they have. Yeah. They've got... In their account too, you can click on a link that's all the dog-friendly places. Oh, Restaurants, wow. shops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're, if you're taking your dog oh, yeah, like well, that, you it's can... It's a good way to like... For Friendly with um, Archie, we took him to like um, Found Informed and the cra- and the Daisy. Oh, they'd love. Yeah, they would love yeah. him. Yeah. That's what I love about it. Yeah. 
Nice. I love all the attention dogs can give you. So <laughs> I'm telling you, it's the best way to meet people. Mm-hmm. It's hard to not like somebody when they're with their dog. Yes. True. Um, I have a Shih Tzu Yorkie mix, even though I really dislike <gasps> the animal. Um, no, you but don't. I mean, it's it's my girlfriend's, and it, it came along with her and the dog. It's so worth it. I'm, That's what you're about to say. Yes, it's so worth it. Thank you so for saving me on worth that. It. Um, yes. I do love Kiwi. <laughs> Kiwi is his name. I can't believe <gasps> one of the most controversial things that are going to come out of this podcast is the fact you said that you don't like that kind of breed of dog. <laughs> I did not say that. No, I didn't hear that. I just, just said the dog, that dog itself as a person, Kiwi. as a dog. I'm more concerned him. about the status of your girlfriend after that remark, which is why I'm helping you out saying <laughs> that dog is just <laughs> such a bonus. Two minutes. You made almost made it through the whole podcast without did. dragging Cynthia. I don't know why I bring her into the podcast. It's a good thing this isn't live. I can <laughs> edit true. it out. Just true. Just oh, true. do not edit that out. But hey, well, we definitely appreciate you coming on this podcast. Uh, oh, this has been Mrs. the Mrs. Mayor O'Donnell. Thank yes. you. Thank you. It's been, it's been awesome. There's a lot of great stuff happening and I, it is my favorite thing to talk about when i introduce myself as the mayor of cedar rapids i say it is the greatest city in the world and i say it with a straight face there we go i absolutely mean it we love we're that. living in a special time and you know i think we've all been around a block long enough to know when things aren't special this is a special time and i just i hope we all seize it hey yes and i am enjoying my time being here in cedar rapids and i do love cr and everything that is happening we get our hooks in you we don't let you go easy hey i Clearly, I'm still here. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much to our guest, Mayor Tiffany O'Donnell, for coming on the show. You can find contact information and learn more at cedar-rapids.org. And if you love this show, please, please subscribe and leave a review. You can also visit our blog, nubo.co slash blog, to find key takeaways summarized and detailed. This podcast is produced and distributed by Upload Media Group in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more information, go to uploadmediagroup.com. Finally, we would love it if you could consider a donation to NuboCo. Yes, we are talking about money. Please help us and donate to NuboCo. Your contributions to our nonprofit help us continue to serve innovators, educators, and entrepreneurs across the state of Iowa. To learn more, visit nubo.co slash donate. And if you have children and over the summer you're wondering what to do with them, every third Saturday of the month we have a free event called Coder Dojo from 1 to 3 p.m. We have all these activities that are based around STEM. And I promise you, it's not just staring at a computer. There are so many hands-on activities from microscopes to, uh, oh my goodness. Drones. Uh, drones. Mm-hmm. Andy, someone in Nuboco, has learned how to pilot drones, and children are really good at it. It's actually kind of scary. Snap circuits, everything. So it's at the Geonetric, but if you want to learn more, go to nubo.co slash events calendar and find what date best fits you and your family and register. It is free. Mm. Come on, I told you you're good at that. That was good.